Welcome to Well Examined, the podcast where science and discovery meet intuition and wellness with your host, Christine Dynes. Each episode, I'll chat with the best minds in integrative epigenetic health, biohacking, neuroscience, quantum healing, and lifestyle design, as well as a slew of reputable citizen scientists across all facets of wellness. Friends, welcome to today's episode of Well Examined. Today I'm joined by two incredible biological dental experts, Dr. Sylvia Zanis and dental assistant Amber White from Well Rooted Dentistry in Providence, Rhode Island. Well Rooted has its home in the Biomed Center in New England, the country's most expansive destination for biological medicine. I recently met these two ladies on a visit to the Biomed Center, and it's absolutely no surprise why their patients put the trust of their dental health in their hands. Some of you probably heard my episode with Dr. Marvin out of San Diego, but what these two ladies do at Well Rooted is unique. And today we're going to jump into all of those cool things they are doing down in Rhode Island. So welcome to Well Examined, ladies. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, I'm excited. You both do uh, some or both have some really unique approaches, and I think it's going to be super helpful for people to have an expanded idea of what is available to them through biological dentistry. So for all of our guests, I always jump in and ask the question, what is your guy? Tell us about how your passion for health and wellness turned into a career? Yeah, so I definitely think that we all have different purposes in life and some being, whether it's being a a good friend, sister, wife, but I think really being in this position um, of biological dentistry, I think gives purpose. I think our purpose really is to really hear a patient's full story and be able to educate them on really making the best decisions for their overall health. So I just feel very invested in that story, really being the ears to listen to each patient. They come to us from all different backgrounds and then just being able to help guide them and share all the information that we have is just so important and just creates such purpose in life. That's incredible. I just, I can even hear it in people's voices when they answer that question. And it's so inspiring. Our guests always, uh, you know, just, just bring it out in their tone of voice and the audience will always write and say, I could just hear the passion in their voice. So that's awesome. Um, most people are still telling us that they visit biological dentists because they've had previous problems with root canals or they've had these chronic dental issues, you know, for years, or sometimes what they'll, what's really cool is they'll hear from a friend who's had serious health concerns um, and that their illness was really turned around after they addressed their dental health. So let's just dive right in and first discuss why we all need biological dentists from day one of life and how this impacts growth and development in little kids through adulthood. And for anyone who is just learning about biological dentistry, how do you teach newbies about the distinctions between uh, biodentistry and conventional dentistry? And I know that's a big loaded question to unpack, but go for it. (laughs) Okay. So we'll kind of break it down first with um, what sets biological dentistry apart from conventional dentistry. So the first thing would be prevention. 
Um, no dentistry is the best dentistry. People typically look at, at a dentist as someplace that they're going to get things fixed um, or they're nervous to go because they don't want any surprises. Oh no, now I have an infection or I have another cavity. So we, we really focus on this prevention. Um, we know most um, dental disease is preventable, but it's chronic. So you don't just wake up one day with, you know, um, bone loss and bleeding gums or decay. This is something that has been ongoing for a while. Um, and seeing a dentist regularly, we can catch these things or prevent them, you know, in the first place. So if we want to kind of dive into chronic disease, um, we, we know chronic disease, it starts with a regulation disturbance. And this is the place where we really want to interject. So there are three, you know, three phases to this chronic disease. So we have this regulation disturbance. This can be, you know, vitamin nutrient deficiencies, inflammation, toxins, bacteria, allergens, and the mouth is a place full of bacteria and toxins, um, metals. A lot of our patients do have metal sensitivities. So starting here, you know, it can really clear these interferences. If these things are not cleared, they can turn into a functional um, disturbance. And this is where we have impaired cell division um, and patients, you know, maybe you can't get back to that homeostasis. And then the third phase of chronic disease, which was, you know, we would typically treat in the general dentist's office would be that actual structural change. So we see a tumor growth, you know, we would see cavities, that sort of thing. So just understanding that your mouth is connected to the whole body and we really want to start and, and get to the root cause. That's our, um, kind of our basis of where we practice at the biomed center. Yeah. I think that's such a huge distinction because what you hit it on the head when you said, um, people are fearful, they create the story about, Oh no. Oh no. And if they were just taught about prevention and how that was going to optimize literally everything from head to toe, I think it would help quell some of those fears. So I even heard, uh, I heard one of you ladies while I was there having a conversation with one of your patients, helping um, them sort of just relax about something. And I remember seeing the patient when they left and they were <laughs> really happy and smiling. So I thought mm -hmm. that was a great sign of what you are all doing. Uh, and, you know, so what I love about Well-Rooted is that you have your practice fully integrated into the biomed center. And this is a really special opportunity, unlike anywhere else in the country where patients have access to, you know, specialized ozone therapies, IV therapies, biological medical doctors, energy medicine specialists. Uh, it's definitely my favorite place to visit in the country for this type of integrative care because you have biodentistry. And I don't think that you can have this full picture you know, you just attested to it the way, you know, you're sharing with everybody. I don't think you can have the full picture without biodentistry. So, you know, what is it like being able to practice in an environment like this? And because I know how closely you get to know your patients, can you talk about what the experience is like overall for patients? Yeah, we are definitely in a unique and very fortunate position to be positioned within the biomed center. Um, we have everything from naturopathic doctors to nurse practitioners, nurses, body workers. So coming in as a patient, there's so many ways that you can enter. Um, so really, we could go for a full assessment with Dr. Zanis and 
possibly Dr. Drobot, one of our naturopathic doctors, to really get the full picture. Um, but also patients are able to access us at different levels of their healing journey. So patients can come in for immune supportive therapies. We have a whole IV department. Um, so really preventatively and proactively for their health, things to boost their immune system and work on detox. So really patients can come on in so many different ways. So I think it's very fortunate um, to be able to make it accessible to the masses. And it's not everyone has to come because they're very ill. A lot of patients become because wellness is their focus and their priority. Thank you for saying that. I think that is so, so, so important. I grew up on the East Coast uh, lived, you know, first half of my life out there, second half of my life out on the West coast and West coast definitely embraces preventive medicine. So I think what you just said is so important to, you know, shout it out from the mountaintops to all those East coasters that they don't have to have a diagnosis that they can come in for preventive wellness. That's why I tell everybody about you all for sure. So in this vein of true integrative medicine, uh, I want to talk about the nuances of the gut in all aspects of integrative medicine, we obviously talk about the gut. So help everybody understand the biological medical approach to sealing and healing the gut, the mouth gut brain connection and how dental health is whole body health. I think if we um, discuss it in the context of optimizing immunity, people will really be able to relate to that. Yeah. So you know, the, the nose and the mouth are really, you know, it starts at the top of, of the food chain here. So I believe you cannot heal your gut without healing the mouth first, um, reducing inflammation in the sinuses or the nasopharyngeal area. This is a place where, you know, if patients are suffering with, um, gut issues, if they haven't addressed, you know, what happens first at the very top, I don't think that you can, you know, have optimized, optimize the gut. So, you know, our mouths, they're home to many bacteria, um, our sinuses as well. So when patients do enter in the, you know, through the dental practice, we have something called a comb beam. So this is an advanced 3d x-ray, and this gives us a view of the sinuses, um, and the oral cavity nerve pathways really you know, important things, um, in diagnosing silent infections. So, you know, with all the bacteria that we're swallowing and inhaling, um, and many people have low stomach acids. So a lot of these bacteria are getting by and can definitely affect that, that gut barrier. So other things, I'm sorry. I was just saying, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, and then having digestion starting in the mouth, dry mouth, this can affect, um, you know, our food, there are enzymes in our saliva that, that break down food patients that are missing teeth or have ill fitting dentures. These are all things that can affect your digestion. Some clues to digestive concerns as well come from the tongue and the soft tissues. So we, part of our exam, we do a full tongue exam. You know, we look at the coating on the tongue. Is there a thick white coating? Is the tongue pink? Is it red? There's um, like a acupuncture meridian correlation with the tongue and different organ systems of the body. Fissuring in the tongue, this can indicate IBS or digestive issues. So 
we're looking at all of these things. If there's something that looks, you know, that we might want to explore a little bit more, we always give that recommendation for a patient to follow up and have further testing with their functional docs. In the teeth as well, we can see signs of celiac disease, um, any ulcerations um, or canker sores. These can be more common um, with patients that have gluten intolerance. So really interesting um, that these things are showing up in the mouth. Vitamin deficiencies as well. So a big part of our, you know, our job is to support the whole body too. So we have, you know, some things that we definitely recommend that our patients take, you know, the vitamin D with the K2, magnesium, zinc, and vitamin C. We call these our fantastic five. Again, recommending patients working with a functional doc, make sure the dosage is, is correct, but these are what, what will really support the oral, oral health. Yeah, most definitely. Everything you touched on, I can relate to. When I was in med school, um, part of my background is in um, functional medicine and Chinese medicine in specific study related to the tongue. And it was really awesome that we could refer out back then to biological dentists before it was popular because our patients would always come back to us so much healthier. We would see really what you talked about. We'd see really interesting things in the tongue um, related to, you know, the stomach channel, the liver channel, spleen, large intestine. And uh, we always would say that our biological dentists were wizards because <laughs> our patients would come back to us <laughs> doing so much better. And I, I just think there is still mm -hmm. so much fear about dental health, but once these patients would come back that, you know, they couldn't stop talking about it with people because they would go in scared and then they would come out feeling literally 10 times better from one or two visits. So I mm -hmm. think that educating people more and more on sealing and healing the gut uh, and addressing, you know, like you said, any, any aspect like that is imperative. And of course, just those basic nutrients make all of the difference. So that's actually a great mm -hmm. um, time to ask you or talk about fluoride as a neurotoxin. My, uh, yeah. my clients and my patients are always surprised when I talk about, you know, how amazing D3 K2 is, how I, you know, definitely don't recommend <laughs> fluoride, but we have really substantial studies that show that fluoride is a neurotoxin. It's quite undebatable at this point in medicine. So tell Tell people a little bit about how you help your patients detoxify from heavy metal exposures safely. Yeah, yeah so, so it's definitely a. Oh, sorry, did you want to talk first? Oh, go ahead, Amber. Um, so, detoxifying from heavy metals is definitely a collaborative approach. Um, whether it's an acute exposure or something chronic, like being exposed through your diet or environment. So we definitely want to work with other practitioners within the center when we're looking at this. Um, you know, we know that heavy metals in the mouth, mercury fillings and different um, 
alloy metals, we know that we want to remove those safely. So that's a first step, but we also want to make sure that the drainage pathways are open and our patients are, are sweating, are moving, moving their lymphatic system, their, you know, their digestive system is well. Um, and then we can get to things eventually for acute exposures like chelation therapy, IV chelation. Um, but we definitely want to make sure that any free metal is out of the mouth and body before we do that. Um, just to prevent a patient from getting sicker. So you said something about uh, sweating and obviously we help people heal through sweat. Now, some people, they aren't able to sweat. They're not a candidate for sweating. So can you emphasize some of the other therapies that you recommend when people can't sweat? Absolutely. So within the center, we have hyperthermia, um, which is going to elevate the body temperature and allow the patient to sweat. Also, infrared saunas are amazing to do regularly. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, they never even think of that aspect. So I think that's a really important Mm -hmm. distinction, too. That's why it's so cool where you both are that you can walk somebody literally down the hallway and have them do a therapy and then, you know, come back and receive the rest of their Mm -hmm. dental care or come in another day to receive the rest of their dental care. I think that's really amazing. Also throwing this in, um, too, we have ion foot baths there, um, and colon hydrotherapy is super important. Um, one thing that should not get overlooked is, you know, before a patient comes for this heavy metal detoxification, um, you know, like Amber said, we want the amunctories open. Um, we don't want, you know, that waste to be sitting in our intestines and getting reabsorbed into the body. That's probably one of the most important things. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. Also, Sorry. Also go having, yeah. Also having, you know, just a healthy diet, um, taking that vitamin C, if you can get sunlight, um, reducing the EMFs and really getting into that parasympathetic, um, you know, state, We'll, we'll all help with the healing and, and we're, he, we're here to just support the body through that. Yeah. The basics. I think some people just think of the extreme, but if we can just be mindful about the basics in our everyday life, just like you said, reducing EMFs, exposure to real sunlight, <laughs> that mm-hmm. is, that's just the reminder we're part of nature and that's what nature intended for us for sure. Uh, you know, I had Dr. Marvin on, I mentioned him earlier. He's a biological dentist from San Diego and he shared this really cool story that brought me to tears about a woman who had advanced breast cancer and how after he removed and cleared the infection in her sinus region, <clears throat> sinus region along her upper jaw on the next several tests that he did, her cancer became undetectable and she's been cancer free for several years now. So tell people about what breakthrough cases or just experiences that your patients have that are really life transforming, because this can be so scary for people. And I want people to walk away from this conversation today and, um, you know, feel empowered through some of these stories. So we definitely have an array of patients with outcomes that are just unbelievable, but there's two that really stand out to us. Um, I'll talk about one in particular and then Dr. Zanis will, will follow up, but, um, so the first patient that really stood out to me, this was probably one of our, 
earlier patients when the biomed center and well-rooted first opened, um, a woman had called. I had spoken with her on the phone. She was in respiratory distress, had extreme trouble even getting through a sentence at the time. Um, when she had arrived, she, her breathing, she walked with a cane. Um, and she had come to us just really at the end of her rope and really looking for an answer. Her hands had a bluish hue, cyanotic uh, coloration. So oh we were able to take her cone beam x-ray. We were able to identify uh, a significant infection on a root canal treated tooth. Um, we also did compatibility testing. We were able to realize that she was also allergic to the material that filled that root canal. Um, and we talked about meridians. The tooth also happened to fall on the lung meridian. So it was this perfect storm in this woman's in life. So Dr. Zanis had treatment plan to have this tooth removed and really follow our very strict surgical protocol where we use the platelet-rich fibrin um, to place back in the healing site. We're really using ozone therapy and laser to remove all of that bacteria. Um, and when this woman had come back for her post-op visit, the color of her skin had changed. She was speaking full sentences without gasping for air. It was just, you know, she was smiling. It was just this eye-opening um, experience for us. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. I see. I almost hit, well, you can't yeah. see, but yeah, here I am sitting over here emotional. <laughs> I love hearing stories. Like this. So incredible. It, yeah, I love it. Yeah. That, it yeah. That was very, very rewarding to see that. Um, so she stands out and then we had another patient that really stands out. Um, he presented to us, you know, you know, at the end to last, last resort, um, he had stage four prostate cancer. He was given one to three years to live, um, high blood pressure, heart valve concerns. Um, and he had come to us to just, he's like, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking this could be something in my mouth. So he, he came to us basically on his own accord. Um, he presented with multiple root canals, multiple infections, titanium implants, in just generalized severe inflammation in his mouth. So we decided for him, you know, this was an extreme case. We're going to take away every interference in his mouth, all the root canals, all the infections, all the metals needed to come out. So we did this, this was a right, you know, right move for him. We spent an entire day in surgery. He was such a wonderful sport. He was excellent. About a month later, he came back. Um, and his symptoms. So he was urinating in the middle of the night, constantly getting up, um, having this, this brain fog and just like this, he described as sluggish feeling. Um, so a month after the surgery, he, you know, these symptoms had, um, had gone away for him. Um, his blood pressure, he was able to get off his blood pressure medications as well. Um, we correlated many things to the meridians. Um, you know, the prostate meridian, which, you know, on the front, front teeth. Um, wow. And when he went for his follow-up with his EKG and his cardiologist, he, the patient sent me a message and said, everything's moving in the right direction. I was treatment plan for surgery. Um, they, there seems to be aortic valve improvement and my cardiologist is completely puzzled. <laughs> so, you know, this, 
you know, this is one person's journey, um, but it's absolutely incredible. Um, He's getting his quality of life back. um, And yeah, it's been very cool to be part of it. I love it. The cardiologist was puzzled. (laughs) Yes, his exact words. (laughs) You promptly called the cardiologist and said, well, let me explain to you a few things. (laughs) If you have a lot of infection in your mouth, we got it. Yeah, it's a it's a place to look to, at least to rule it out. I think it's a very, you know, very overlooked, but although it's getting a lot more spotlight now, which is great. So do you do you notice that um cardiologists are starting to work with you more? Is there anyone in town yet who has become aware of biodentistry? Any other um conventional providers or allopathic providers that have noticed that their patients are improving so significantly that they've come to be your patient or, um, they're sending people or is that still a work in progress? (laughs) That I would say is still a work in progress. Um, one of our mentors, Dr. Thomas Levy, he is a cardiologist. Um, and he's, uh, he wrote the toxic tooth, um, hidden epidemic, where he, you know, was practicing as a cardiologist and seeing these correlations, um, with dental, with root canals and dental disease. So, um, he kind of has led, you know, led in this movement, but we're still, still working on it. I think the East coast might be a little bit behind still. Oh my gosh, you are all this diamond in the rough. Everybody needs to know that you're there for <laughs> sure. Uh, Thomas, Dr. Thomas Cohen, I think you even have some of his books. Uh, he wrote mm-hmm. a book, Cosmic Heart, and he discusses he discusses cardiovascular wellness and dental health, you know, all of the time. So there are <laughs> those crossover doctors who definitely are referring, but now we just need, uh, you know, just more, more of them. So I just keep talking about it with literally all of my allopathic and conventional colleagues. Whenever I go to do any, you know, consulting, um, you'd be really surprised how many cardiologists have dental issues themselves that I've had these conversations with. It's, it's pretty incredible. So yeah, you have to keep educating. I know the East coast can sometimes be a little bit behind, but I, I have, I have a lot of hope. I think it's really getting there more so than when I live there for sure. I, yeah, I think just being open to it, like, yeah, you know, this is a crazy concept for people. We've been doing root canals forever, you know, the things that we have been doing, but you don't know what you don't know. So just having this open mind to, oh, okay, you know, this, this could be affecting this. You know, we see this correlation, um, I think is important, this paradigm shift. Yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of paradigm shifts, uh, my audience is super involved. They always send me really great questions. So I love getting them involved and having them be part of this process. So they sent me a few questions and I just wanted to go through those with you so that everybody gets their thoughts guided here by the two of you. So my first question from my audience is, what do you both think about myobraces? Okay. Um, well, so, so kind of like backing up myobraces, it's a, you know, specific appliance, um, for early intervention for gro- for jaw growth and development. 
Amber, do you want to start with? Yeah. So we just thought important thinking about and talking about um, child tooth and growth development, that it's, it was a really important time to also discuss preconception. Um, Go for it. So it's just so important to really think about this. We do see a lot of patients in that age range where they're thinking about starting families and just to get that education out there. Um, there's such direct links to toxicity in the mouth. Um, we know that, and this is a, you know, this has been a proven fact for a long time that microbes in the mouth and periodontal pathogens have a direct impact on preterm labor. Um, We also know that dental toxicities, mercury toxicity can directly impact your fertility. So these are things that we're talking about with those patients Um, and also the development of the teeth. It's starting in utero. So we know that within the first trimester at nine to 10 weeks, the enamel and dentin have already been established. Um, The jawbone is developed. So it's really just making sure that we're educating these mothers to be on proper diet. Um, A big factor also would be antibiotics during pregnancy can impair the development of teeth and discoloration. So really setting the these children up for success um, when we're even thinking about bringing them into the world is just so important. Um, and then I, you know, Dr. Zanis can talk more about things we can do once those <laughs> little babies are here and um, working with the parents on nutrition and diet and all of that. So I'll let Dr. Zanis take over awesome. on that aspect. Yeah. So there, you know, there's always the question, when should I bring, you know, my kid to the dentist? So this, the first tooth eruption happens around six to nine months. So as soon as, you know, your child has their first tooth eruption, this is a great time. Um, not necessarily that we're going to be doing treatment, but just to have a conversation on expectations, um, diet, hygiene, and really just getting them used to the environment of a, of a dental office, sitting in the chair, holding a toothbrush. Um, you know, I think that's very important. And then, you know, having that continued care, seeing, you know, coming twice, twice a year and, you know, around age five, possibly even sooner, you know, we go back to that preventative, preventative care. So we, we would be able to see some misalignment, crowding in the teeth, jaw development, tongue ties, which can affect mouth breathing. Um, so this can affect tongue posture as well, and will affect the way that the jaw develops and, you know, how the teeth come in instead of waiting until, you know, early teen years to potentially have to extract teeth and use braces just to move the teeth, um, and not affecting the full development of the jaw. So interesting. You talked about tongue tie and, <clears throat> I know a lot of, um, you know, babies, mothers have difficulty with latching. Do you notice that in the, um, you know, jaw dental formation in kids? Like, will you notice it in uh, a visit and, and ask the mother, oh, was there an issue with latching early on? Or is that evident? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I'm, this is, you know, an area that I'm just getting into that's very exciting. But 
looking at someone, you can tell, you know, the way that they're just having a conversation with them. You can tell the way that they hold, hold their mouth, their, their posture, where their tongue is sitting. Are they, you know, having an open mouth or closed mouth? You can, you know, in the way that the jaw looks, how wide it is. I could almost tell who had been breastfed or, you know, habits. Um, so it's pretty interesting the effect that it has on facial development. Yeah. I think a lot of people were asking about myobraces because uh, of the stigma of having a mouthful of metal and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some parents are switching from conventional dentistry to biological dentistry and just, you know, starting to ask all these questions. Well, if my conventional dentist didn't do these things and now my kid might need braces, is there a, a you know, less, less, um, toxic perspective on braces. And so I know myobraces has been coming up a lot for people. That's where that question really came from. And what you're, what I hear you're saying is, uh, it's just, you know, personalization, obviously and preventive treatment, and then working with each person on a case by case basis. Absolutely. If, you know, having that evaluation, um, you know, having that appliance, really that tackles the root cause. Um, If there was a tongue tie or if, you know, there was nutritional deficiencies, jaw development issues, that will get to the root cause and actually work on expanding that jaw and growth. Um, Braces put teeth, you know, so they can articulate and come together perfectly, but there comes a point where you can't do a palate expander anymore. So, you know, braces kind of treats after, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily get to the root cause for, for all the cases, especially if there's a concern with the jaw or, or musculature. Oh, I think that's a really important distinction. I think a lot of people would have, (laughs) they may not have asked that question, but since you made that distinction, I think that brings the question full circle for sure. So then, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people were asking what bonus health benefits you notice in young kids who start off with biological dentistry as their first dentist. Mm -hmm. I mean that, uh, you know, the diet and nutritional conversation comes up all the time. Um, I think that's ex- extremely important, um, especially with snacking um, <laughs> and, you know, finding healthy snacks. But snacking is, you know, uh, is really, you know, exposing your teeth to this, this acid, this byproduct from bacteria anytime you're snacking. Um, so being able to do this in a healthy way or, or rinsing the mouth out with water after this is a really good conversation um, to have with patients you know, gushers and, um, fruit oh roll-ups. Yes. God. We all know that those are bad, <laughs> but these like this, you know, trend of, of dried fruit that, you know, th- that's sticking to the teeth just as much. So, you know, if you're going to do that, finding a way to do that properly. Um, that's another conversation that comes up a lot. What else, Amber? Yeah, I think, you know, starting with a biological dentist with that heavy emphasis on prevention, it's really just, you know, looking at that alignment, you know, starting when, when you bring your child to the, to the dentist, we typically recommend when the first tooth is erupted. So we're talking anywhere from 
six to nine months a year, possibly. Um, so that would be the time where we would be evaluating a tongue tie and possibly inter intervening with a therapy. Um, really, like Dr. Zanis was saying, focusing on nutrition and the things that we eat because our jaws have changed with the modern American diet. Um, so really focusing on, you know, proper nutrition, um, and that development is going to shift. So being able to start at such an early age and really set yourself up for, um, these things that are going to change the development of your jaw, of your facial structure, of your musculature. Um, I think those are really the things that we're looking for. Um, we obviously want to prevent cavities from forming um, in the child's mouth. So it's important to look and test the pH of their saliva and see, is it an acidic environment? Because that's a big factor for decay. Um, and just really looking at the whole picture. So starting young is going to really set them up for success. That's awesome. Again, I think some of parental fear around dentistry can uh, affect kids sometimes. And so, you know, parents won't bring their kids in for a long time after something's going on, but having these conversations early on, right from the start makes so much sense. And I think it's really awesome what you said about having these conversations with uh, families who are planning uh, or, you know, people who are planning to become pregnant and have kids so they can really get a huge epigenetic advancement, I guess I would describe it as overall. Yeah, we've definitely, we've definitely seen parents who've brought their children in, um, almost fearful that, you know, their, their mentality is more falls under this biological perspective and they, they don't want to give their children fluoride and they, you know, they want to focus on things to help the body heal, um, almost to a point of embarrassment um, thinking that they were going to be judged going to a traditional dentist. And it, it's sad to see that sometimes these children have had cavities because they haven't had all of the information, just some of it. Um, so really coming early is the best thing you can do. And we talk about the anxiety and fear with patients. And sometimes they're just trying to protect their children. There's nothing, you know, they're only trying to do what's best, but getting them in early is going to give up them, you know, the best chance of, having the best oral health and not ever having to have that trauma in the dental chair. Yeah. I think that's a huge, important distinction for sure, because it just builds up over the years. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. the the parents are always more scared than the kids are. The kids will jump right in the chair, like put my gloves <laughs> on. Um, that's you so know, cute. And <laughs> the parents are like, ah, <laughs> but it, you know, it all works out. We make sure everyone's everyone's comfortable. We do whatever we can. So um, even if it's putting their favorite cartoon up while they're, mm-hmm. you know, having work done, um, we try and make it fun. So you both need to get testimonials from the kids basically is what you're saying. And <laughs> posting testimonials from little kids, all the adults get on board and understand. <laughs> yeah, This is the best. Actually, one of our um, pediatric patients, the mom came in and she's like, yeah, my kids were playing pretend and they were playing Dr. Xanis today. Oh my gosh. I love <laughs> oh, that's that. Awesome. That's cute. That's really cool. Like the, the best compliment ever. So yeah. Yeah, that is <laughs> by name, you know, not just playing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So along the lines of um, what 
people should be doing, shouldn't be doing. We're talking about fluoride. I want to talk about nano hydroxy appetite. I have all of my clients uh, using that these days um, in their toothpaste, but why don't you two talk a little bit about what it is and uh, you know anything that you're advising your patients on with nano hydroxy appetite? Okay, so um, nano hydroxy appetite is the you know the manufactured form of hydroxy appetite. So this is calcium and phosphorus, um, and in the mineral form, this is what makes up the majority of our tooth structure. So this is just as effective as fluoride, and it's non-toxic. So um, this is not a new ingredient on the market. I, this is a fun fact about it, that it was, it's been used since 1970s for NASA astronauts or astronauts that were experiencing enamel loss to their teeth. So it's been around a while. Um, you know, there's a lot of research on it and it works by remineralizing the teeth because it's the same, same structure as our teeth and bones. So, and because it's nano, it's small, it can get into the little cracks and fissures in the tooth surface. Um, and it also greatly reduces sensitivity to temperature to hot and cold. Oh, that's cool. Yes. I think what you mentioned about NASA, people are always so surprised when they think something is new and we say, nope, nope, this, this research has been here for, you know, several decades. It's just coming into the mainstream now. It just goes to show how marketing is brilliant and how we need to advertise more in the integrative medical world for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, fluoride was such the gold standard. So I don't even, you know, it, no one was even open to this. Um, but now that we have evidence and facts that fluoride is a neurotoxin, um, you know, we're getting away from that, which is great. Yeah. And hydroxyapatite isn't particularly expensive by any means. So that's another barrier that's removed for people too. So no, no excuses really on not using it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We love our, you know, the, our two favorite brands are Boca and Risewell. Mine too. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. I love them both. My, <clears throat> my daughter loved uh, Risewell right off the bat because they have incredible packaging, but um, I'm a Boca girl. I really like theirs too. <laughs> so <we've> got- <laughs> so are we actually. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. We, we've got them in the house and I always, um, just one of those people where I love to put little health kits together for new families. So I'll always stick, you know, all their products in the little basket. And that's another way Perfect. to get families. Stocking yeah, stuffers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, I thought that was cool when I was taking my tour of the biomed center, I noticed that incredible dental basket that you all have there with all the goodies. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That you prepare that for people. Yeah. Yeah. Do we do really like the everybody? How did I saw the basket of all the dental products? Can people just come and buy that every time they? Oh, a new oh yeah, yeah. People can definitely come and buy buy that. We also have a store within the center called Element. So for all supplement needs and all our oral healthcare products, we're able to ship them to our patients, which is really nice um, to have that option too. If you run out and you're not able to stop in the office, we have that as a another option for our patients. 
I love elements. It's so beautiful and incredible that people can access that. Most centers do not have that capability by any means. Yeah. It is amazing to have that there. And uh, Jamie, who works in the element store, is a wealth of knowledge. So we love sending our patients over to discuss some of the other um, nutraceuticals and supplements that they might, might benefit them. So, yeah, Jamie's great. She really has a full grasp on integrative medicine and you can hear her passion and her voice because she's living the life, right? So she can speak to all of it. Yeah. She was awesome. I was really happy to get to meet her and talk with her. Yeah. She, she's a, a guinea pig for everything. She will not recommend it unless she's tried it. Um, really researches the companies and where they get their ingredients from. So yeah, very She's, helpful for us. She said the same exact thing of herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I have another question for you ladies from audience that they sent in and you kind of already touched on uh, several of the modalities that you have in the practice, but Audience members wanted to know what your favorite biological medical modalities um, are that you have your patients come in for, for preventive perspective. So when they're not necessarily coming in specifically for their, you know, twice a year dental exams or cleanings, uh, what do you have them come into the center for by way of prevention? I think that probably our favorites are our nutritional IV department. So getting you know, a regular, either a Myers cocktail or something to boost the immune system. Um, whether you're traveling or just run down, we, we recommend that to a lot of our patients. Um, also, you know, I think lymphatic drainage is just, you know, we're hearing that term all the time. So we have multiple different things within the center that we can do to help move the lymph, um, from anything from our sonics machine, which is that full body vibration plate. I love or it. hemasonic that works with biofeedback and manual manual manipulation. We have our structural energetic therapy that does deeper body work. Um, so I think those are are really you know the things that we recommend on a regular basis. And then I know we talked about sweating earlier. The infrared sauna is amazing to do regularly. I think that just the IVs alone are monumental for people and. Uh, so still so few people know how available they are and that they can just come in to get IVs for preventive wellness. I think that's huge. I've noticed so many of my clients uh, getting ready for, you know, dental surgery um, or post dental surgery. Now that they've added in IVs, it just makes a world of difference in their overall health. Yes, Absolutely else that patients can do taking home. Um, we have red light therapy and going back to sinus and, um, you know, really just preparing that nasal oral pharyngeal area for surgery and reduction of bacteria would be a nebulizer. So nebulizing, um, and this is recommended, um, with Dr. Levy, the cardiologist with hydrogen peroxide, um, you know, for acute infections, or you can, do it, you know, like once a week, um, as maintenance, um, this can help with sinus pressure, allergens, um, and in a time of, you know, respiratory, um, you know, illness, it's very helpful for that too, for reducing bacteria. Yeah. I, the area. I've been recommending, um, you know, 
personalized nebulized treatments for, you know, two decades. And it makes a world of difference. I have all my clients just right from the get-go purchase a nebulizer. It's something so expensive. Little Mm -hmm. kids can use it. I mean, so easy. Yeah, definitely. My clients will call me all throughout the year. Can I put this in my nebulizer? Can I use this? And (laughs) yeah, yeah, that, that again, that, you know, research has been there forever and any client who uses one will attest after a few nebulizer treatments, how great they feel. And just um, Mm -hmm. like you said, preparing the sinus region, people live with, you know, sinus issues and sinus pressure for so long before they do anything about it. And once they just do one little therapy like this with, you know, the nebulizer, it makes such a huge shift. It's like they're on board for whatever else you recommend. Right. You don't know. Yeah. You have no idea that you've been breathing through, you know, such a clogged airway until you experience that. Yeah, it's, it's true. So some of these little things that people can do at home, obviously, um, it extends all the good work that you're doing in the office. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So before we go today, I would love to keep talking. Like always, it's such a great conversation. What wisdom or just thoughts do you have to bestow on anybody about their overall health or inspiration in general? Mm-hmm. I would say, I would say go with your gut. Um, you know, a patient is going to know something is off, um, or, you know, you know, something doesn't feel right before any doctor or practitioner can diagnose it. So, you know, just, just trust yourself. And if something doesn't feel right, um, you know, address it and, you know, don't be afraid to start somewhere. So, you know, we can always help and and support you in whatever stage that you're in. Oh, I love that. Well, to everybody who's listening today, I have met both the ladies in person. They're super smiley, super friendly. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I, you know, met you both, I was just, you know, so happy to know that you were there and available because it does take some people so many years to get into a biological dentist and everything that you discussed today about preventive wellness, I think is going to be really inspirational for people in general. And especially for new parents, I think all of what we discussed about, um, you know, pediatric care and a lot of the people already listening to this podcast, they share it with their little kids, which is really cool. So thank you so much for spending a lot of time talking about everything that you did. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it was awesome. All right, ladies, until next time, take care. You also. 